Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition Hardwood Handicappers. See, we're keeping our promises, right? Huh? I have a new episode every single day as we analyze the day that is in the world of the NBA. We had the season opener yesterday, two games. Uh, one was very exciting. One was kind of anticlimactic. And uh, you know what? I'll call it as Kelly Bidlin is here. Zach Cohen with the day off today. I called it, Kelly. We've seen four games of this already. We don't need to see a fifth. And it pretty much played out exactly as we expected. The Denver Nuggets go in, romp, and beat up on the Los Angeles Lakers as they get their rings and they move on. Uh, by the way, do I get to tap dance for a second? Uh, now on in a 12-year run, 10-2 straight up, 8-4 and four ATS. Teams getting their rings on championship banner night. So uh, I don't think they're distracted, huh? <laughs> I think they're okay. I think they're okay. I like that they uh, that they had Jamal Murray mic'd up. Or, or I'm, I'm kind of surprised at some of the things TNT chose to use from his mic'd up sessions because I, I was kind of chuckling at the line of, of of him saying he was going to play the whole first quarter w- with it on. So I think it's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, like these ring ceremonies are a thing and they mean something to these guys, but like they're grown up professionals that guess what can still do that one minute and then turn around and play in a basketball game the next and not be fully affected and not be affected by it uh at least playing wise and then yeah i don't know did you catch that little bit at the end of the game too when the chance were starting to come down uh those, they, no, they, what were the chance again oh it's just the the who's your daddy the whole crowd is chanting yeah. the, ch- ch- the lakers and uh uh, I think there was an exchange. I think it was. I think it was Jamal Murray blowing on the sideline. A little exchange of like, "Oh, thank God we got this going. Like this isn't this isn't going to come back to a you know kind of kind of come back to it. We'll be hearing about this all year, sort of thing." So, um, yeah, that was good. Uh, you're right. We are we are two for two as far as our daily pots go. So I guess that's good. <laughs> um, no, good nights by you and Zach last night. Loser for me on the Lakers. Um, and you're right. That game felt like it fit right in that series from the uh, Western Conference Finals. I mean, geez, you had the Anthony Davis disappearing act, uh, which which I feel like is. Man, is he really just the most frustrating athlete on the planet? He really might be. Uh, a great first half from him. And then what was it, 0 for 4, 0 for 6 uh, in the second 0 half? 6. Over 6 in the second half. 
um, completely disappears, doesn't even try to take shots. Uh, and then, you know, I would say the mo- the biggest thing we learned yesterday out of both games, though, was this is this LeBron minutes thing. Uh, clearly, that's that's gonna, right. that's going to be a a thing at least to start the year, and we'll see how how far it goes. But they said, uh, you know what, after the game, twenty eight to thirty minutes is what they're going to target for LeBron James here uh, going forward. So something that better should absolutely have in mind. So that is that is one of the big ones. I think there's a couple observations before we move to today because it's a big card, 12 games, mm-hmm. um, that, I, that I think are worth pointing out from yesterday for both games. For this game, it's exactly what you talked about, right? Uh, about 30 games for LeBron James. So adjust your props accordingly. Adjust your you know adjustments. Uh, I've got a model that we're going to start unveiling on Friday that a lot of it obviously is player-based, so it's minute percentages. So i got to adjust that for LeBron James. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that. There's also what we talked about yesterday really quickly, which is – you know, Kelly, I don't think the Lakers are as good a three-point shooting team as they think they are. Oh, and yeah. sure enough, yesterday, yep, 10 to 29, 34.5%. Their best shooter was Torian Prince, which is not a surprise because he is a good shooter. But after that, you had multiple guys with some pretty rough nights from beyond the arc. Rui Hachimura was 3 of 10 from the floor, 0 of 3 from three-point range. Only played 15 minutes, by the way. Um, this is going to be pretty interesting to watch because the whole thought was, hey, they signed depth. They signed guys that were going to help them. They're going to be better shooting. It looked like that looked a lot like the same old Lakers team to me last night. Man, they were in. I don't know if you had the same thought, but before I even before the first time I even checked what percentage they were at in the game, it just felt like not only were they putting up and missing threes, like they were bad misses. Like, oh my gosh, some of them were not weren't even close at all. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think there is. Uh, I think that's if you just look at that box score and see see the minutes played by guys, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to be using the uh, the first part, you know, first chunk of this uh, part of the season to kind of figure out what their true rotation is going to be with with guys off the bench. And uh, I'm forgetting who I saw tweet this yesterday because it was a name, but the uh, if it was smart, it was probably me. It was probably you. Yeah, it probably was. But no, no, it was it was a good it was a good tweet about like the Lakers feel deep, but. Are they are they full? Are they deep and full of good players? No, like there's still just a lot of guys that are guys out there. No, I agree. It's a bunch of guys who are kind of the same, right? Yeah. Like, so and that's that's kind of the uh, the flaw with you that you have with this team. And my other observation, really quick, and Michael Malone's a really good coach, so maybe this is going to happen with a lot of guys that go up against him. Did you see the? I sent you and Zach in our uh, Harvard Handicappers group chat. Um, I sent you guys a tweet. Did you watch the video oh, that I sent? Incredible. You guys? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was incredible. So the. I'm referencing, and somebody tweeted this out, and if you want to watch the video uh, up on Twitter as well, you can go check it out. It was tweeted out by, uh, let's see, Coach Gibson Piper. Piper is spelled P-Y-P-E-R. The Nuggets, when the game was cut to seven, Michael Malone said, all right, well, let's just do what we've been doing here. And they ran the exact same play four times, Mm -hmm. and they got buckets on all four plays. So I don't know if that's, hey, Darvin Ham's not able to adjust. Michael Malone is a really good head coach, but something to watch there going forward because uh, Michael Malone, at the very least, has a very big schematic edge on Darvin Ham. It seems so. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, I, yes, I think it's. I mean, I think it's something we got to keep in mind now here uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think when you see something like that, it's, it's hey, we're gonna we're gonna use our we got our best players on the court this time because what it was the last it was in the last what five minutes of the game, right? Um, it was yep. kind of, it's kind of when the Lakers tightened things up just a little bit before the Nuggets kind of went on that last spurt again. Um, and yeah, I think it was, that was, that was Malone saying, okay, like it's getting towards the end, end of an NBA regular season game. We got all our best guys on the court. I'm going to run my, you know, run one of my best plays, best, uh, best actions at you. And uh, I'm just going to keep running it until you can stop it. And yeah, before it, they couldn't stop it, it and the game was a blowout by then. 
We're not pulling yeah. up, but it got uh, And last observation. Yeah, in the other game last night, 108-104, the Phoenix Suns get the big win over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Warriors make it interesting, obviously. It was a back-and-forth game the entire time. Big fourth quarter for Phoenix. Actually, Phoenix got outscored 40-19 to in the third, uh, but came back, won the fourth quarter 28-18, and eventually won the game. Um, my takeaway, really not too much, but I'll say this. Boy, oh boy, Devin Booker is going to be damn good. That's all I'm going to yep. say. He was awesome yesterday, 21 points. Four and four in the first half. He ended up finishing with 32 points, six rebounds, and eight assists. Uh, you mentioned one of the hits, uh, the uh, the assist prop uh, over mm-hmm. run that I think Devin Booker is going to go on here. As long as we're talking about six and a half at a, at a good price, is worth uh, hammering. And you saw it yesterday. You and I were talking before we started recording. Kelly, I watched, and maybe I'm watched because I was jaded and I had the bet on the over. I think he should have had 12 assists. Like he was great yeah. yesterday. Yeah, uh, he was. He he was amazing. Yeah, it was. We were doing a numbers game this morning, and and Gil tees up this game, and I think yeah. I think he was expecting to hear more of what my what my takeaways were from the Warriors. I'm like, I, the first thing that jumped out to me was how amazingly dominant Devin Booker looked. Uh, it was just, I mean, like you're talking about whether you're ta- whether you're talking distributing. I mean, even hitting the glass at some at some points, and then the shot making just over and over again. I think there's some guys that looked rusty yesterday. Devin Booker looks like he is in midseason form, and uh, I think you got a great ticket in uh, in your pocket right now on him. Oh, yeah. 22 to one. Let's go. The MVP train begins. Uh, all right. With that, let's move on. We got a bunch of games to get to here as part of our uh, our process. Now we're going to go through the uh, the cards in the NBA on a daily basis. So we'll start at the top of the rotation. Kelly, work away around. I'm looking at my brand new fancy odd screen. Uh, no details other than that. OK, let's start. Let's start at the top and work our way down. And I know that you've got something here, so I'll let you I'll let you work in the low post, as I like to say. Atlanta Hawks on the road against the Charlotte Hornets. Current number will call consensus three and a half in favor of the Atlanta Hawks with a total of two ranging from 235 and a half to 236 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, I'm on the Hawks side here. I did bet earlier in the week at two and a half, three and a half, though. I, I, I would be perfectly fine with. I, I think this is, you know, this is really just season priors heading into the year of what we got these teams rated as. And I think you and I were getting a little bit more excited about about the Hornets. But, uh, you know, I think with, with some of the guys that they're going to be missing, you got Brandon Miller, it's just going to be playing. Playing his first game, you got Lamelo, you know Lamelo, kind of rejoining this group, and this group all kind of getting used to working together. Meanwhile, this is. I, I do think team chemistry that, you know, some of these teams that do roll into the season with it is something that you can capitalize on. I think last night that was extremely evident with the Denver Nuggets that that starting five is very, very comfortable playing with each other um, and continuing going forward. Now, I think there's been some issues internally with Atlanta, but you're still bringing back the bulk of the guys that they, you know, ended the season with, um, you know, Sands, John Collins, I guess there, um, you know, that they're going to be bringing into this matchup. So, yeah, I think that, look, I think that total's high. I think you're going to see a lot of points tonight, but I think this is where we're going to see that Atlanta offense really start to fire, uh, start firing here uh, early in the season and get started with Charlotte tonight. So, yeah, I laid two and a half on the side with the Atlanta Hawks. You think it's still playable at three and a half? Yeah, yeah, I would still play at three and a half. I, I think once, once you start once you start moving past four, if it gets to that point, I'd probably back off then. Yeah, I, so this is one where, I, and I, I wrote this and I talked about this on the article and I talked about it when I was on Bitcher Paul this morning. Uh, I felt like I kind of got priced out. You know, I, I think that at three and a half, I was like, ah, I'll wait. Like it's, you got a total of 236 and a half. I'm assuming at some point, maybe there's some volatility here, right? And I'm going to be able to maybe get something in game yep. on the Atlanta Hawks. But I, I would agree with your sentiment again, laying two and a half. And if you were to twist my arm and say, no, bet it now, I wouldn't say no to, you know, three and a half, especially when in the NBA, let me ask you this. Since I'm asking when you would, or, you know, what you would play this up to, 
what's your window in terms of line movement and how much you'll miss out on willingly? Cause I, I'm, I've come around more to like, it's not the NFL. If I miss out on like a point, mm-hmm. maybe like a point and a half to two, depending on what the game is, I don't really feel too bad about missing out on that. Like laying a three and a half, if it was like a two and a half, like you have. It's a great, it's a great conversation. Cause I just think in, in general, in the NBA, yes, you got to be a little bit more flexible. It's okay to take a number. Yes. That's one point worse. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. The points are worth so much more in the NBA. The other thing I'll mention you know, JVT, is just so much often of what I'm doing heading into game nights is I'll make a bet. Whatever bet, if I'm betting a side like Atlanta, and this, this is probably a perfect example if we were in middle of the regular season, um, you know, bet a side like Atlanta with, with, you know, half of what I'm looking to, you know, half of my stake, what I'm looking to get down, and then I'll take the other half and look and look to play it in-game. You just, if the opportunity doesn't present itself, though, you've just got that pregame ticket, you got to be okay just having that. So I think everybody needs to keep that in mind. I do do a little less live betting, though, when the season starts off. I think just as you're still learning about some of these teams, some of these rotations, how some of these guys are going to look together. Uh, so there are t- certain teams that I won't be as aggressive with live betting as I would be a couple months into the season. Uh, but it, yeah. Atlanta, though, again, kind of like kind of just as I was talking about before, just really the familiarity already being there with some of these guys. That that's one I'll probably still still have that same approach with here tonight. Like it. Uh, all right, next up, Washington Wizards, Indiana Pacers. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll take the wheel on this one. Yeah, uh, this ahead. is a bet that I have made. Um, uh, right now, the current number as we record this, five in favor of Indiana, total of 235.5, both consensus uh, numbers. So this is one where the market has moved. And uh, for anybody listening to this as well, you know the, the way this is working is, yes, we have the podcast Monday through Friday, so we record these at about 10 a.m. every single day, Pacific time. Uh, but my articles in the morning will be up at about, uh, say, about 5 a.m. Pacific time. So 8 a.m. 8 for those of you on the East Coast. So we'll try to get a lot of analysis out there early. So this did move about two points. I bet seven this morning with the uh, Washington Wizards. We're down to five now, as I mentioned. I see a couple of five and a halfs out there on the screen. So if you want to grab five and a half or you know, even five or actually instead of that, if you want to go like a money line price on Washington, would not say no given the line move here. But Kelly, I just think this was a number grab for me. You know, I, I made yeah. this, uh, I made this just under four of under five. I, I thought like when I saw seven, I was like, what are we doing? Like I get Indiana and, you know, play this back when Indiana goes out there and wins by 20, but I like, I get Indiana is good and they are imp- maybe improved and they're going to be the apple of many's eye. But I think where I've, I've kind of, and I said this, when we did the Southeast, right. Where I find myself kind of more and more and not on purpose kind of getting in the camp of, I think the market's a little too hard on Washington. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 there is some upside here with this team. There are good individual offensive players. There are intriguing defensive pieces like Daniel Gafford and Bilal Koulibaly Mm -hmm. and others. And, And I think when you're talking about taking on a team like Indiana, who last year was as bad as they were, on defense. And when you talk about a team that last year, how about this? Uh, let me get this number right. 11 and eight straight up at eight, 10 and one against the spread as a favorite. You know, they don't have a defense that allows you to win by margin. And so for, for you to go out there and say, no, I'm going to lay seven. And I think the Indiana Pacers can, you know, win and hold a margin of eight or more points. I just don't think that's the case. So it was a number grab for me, grab seven and looks like the market heartily agrees because no injury moves or excuse me, no injuries mm-hmm. of update. Uh, it's just, hey, market just disagreed with seven. That was up on the board. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call by you. Yeah, what, what, what was it, Monday? We recorded our Southeast. We even brought up this game because, yeah, I was I was with you. I thought this was a little on the high end as well when it was sitting there seven and a half. Um, yeah, I think good grab by you. That this, Yeah, this Pacers team, I have a, I have a feeling I'll be betting into 
fairly often because a lot of what you just said, right? The defense, the defense just isn't there for them to for them to win by margin. And I'm just I'm just not I'm just not as high on them as as so many others seem to be. Um, I, I that's a team I need to I need to see something out of before I'm buying into them a little bit more. And yeah, I, th- there are some knowns on the Wizards side. And I know they got a couple scores that that are tough to shut down. So I think they are a team. They're a team that if I see catching big points, uh, you know, here early in the season, I, I will be betting on as well. I didn't do it this time though. I don't know why. So I think it's a good bet by you. I, yeah. It's one. Right. It's, it's another ahead. one though that you could look live in for sure, and I'll I'll be taking that oh, approach yeah. tonight. Yeah. All these these games where you're talking about, especially games where you're talking about totals in the two thirties to two forty, right. like there there is volatility in that game. You're going to get about a hundred and hundred five possessions. You're going to get swings. You're going to get pushed. You're going to get all sorts of stuff. So and especially like for this one where the margin, like for me, I'm catching seven, so I, I won't be as inclined. But when you're talking about like, uh, for example, later today we're going to talk about Kings Jazz. That is a game that has a one and a half point spread with a total of 234 and a half. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to find whatever side you like. You're right. going to be able to find an opportunity in game uh, when it comes to a contest like that. So I would completely agree there. Uh, all right. Big one tonight. I believe this is the national game tonight, right? Uh, I Boston so, Celtics, yeah. New York Knicks. You know, what's funny is I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I think I'm such a psychopath. So I actually have my list of teams. I have my setup. I know exactly how I'm going to watch these games. You know, I'm, I'm trying some different stuff, whatever. But I was like, yeah, Celtics, Knicks, not on the list. Can't make it. Sorry, oh, probably not going to make a screen. <laughs> there's too much. There's too much going on well, what's that the, I want to watch. What's the new here. setup look like? Hold on, I know we're trying to move move fast, but what's this about? Well, so essentially, I think I've told you, but I went to the dual monitor systems. Like right now, yep. I'm sitting in front of my two computer monitors. Um, so my setup is going to be game on each individual game on each of the monitors. Okay. Um, put my laptop on the desk in front so I can take notes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Then I've got two, now I've got two TV screens behind my monitor set up on desks uh, that I will use as well. But um, that's a good setup. Yeah, so right essentially there. Solid like, setup. Yeah, like three it. or four screens if I want. Yep. So okay, that's the setup. Go. And I don't think the Knicks and Celtics will make it. I also, the reason why this Knicks and Celtics won't make it, I don't really have a read here. You know, like the, the number for those who didn't know opened up Celtics one and a half uh, in terms of the side that was before they got drew holiday or up to three and a half because they have drew holiday now. Um, New York, though, they closed out the season. I know you like these end of season runs, Kelly, and looking at how the season or team closed out a regular season. Mm-hmm. They were 17 and eight straight up and against the spread. The Knicks were at the end of the regular season last year, 51 and 39 overall ATS, if you include the postseason. So they were a very profitable team. I just don't know enough about Boston that I just, I, I'll have to go back and rewatch this, but didn't have an edge either way for this game. Yeah, this is a, uh, you know, the, the Knicks, you know, big, be completely honest just going back to the past few years i think the knicks are probably a team i've struggled with the most uh i struggled with the most to get to get you know accurate reads on um and what that usually leads to is me not really betting on or against them very often uh this is a game though i mean when i'm looking at this i mean three and a half four there are fours out there like it's knicks or pass this line is i i think it's a little inflated to the boston side at least a, a little bit um but i'm not running to bet yeah, Nick's Nick's catching that uh, on night one or night yeah full night one of the season. Yeah. Um, Two twenty three and a half, even total wise, feels feels about right. I would go under if anything uh, there, but yeah, really not really not much anything here uh, here for me. And this is also going to be one of the higher handled games because it's a primetime game. It is a New York Knicks Boston Celtics yeah. game. Um, you know, so these numbers tend to be a little bit tighter, even though at the beginning of the year is probably some more volatility and also. Um, I mean, the market would agree. I mean, it opened 223 and a half. We're at 223 and a half. So like there's been really no movement here for Celtics and Knicks. Uh, all right. With that, we move on. 
Did you have anything for Houston and Orlando? Because I know that Orlando is the apple of your eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you dig this team. Opening numbers here, three and a half with a total of 222 and a half. The real move, it's both sides in total, but the real move has been on the total. We've seen this thing get bet down to as low as 220 on the screen, and the Magic are up to four and a half point favorites. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I think, already a good reminder of uh, looking at some of these lines tonight of, yeah, some of these, some of these teams that, I think I'm higher on. Uh, it's going to be tough to bet this year. <laughs> you know, the Magic. Magic. Uh, you know, I, I think the Rockets, I think this Rockets team is interesting. I don't know. I think they are going to need some time to put it all together. But at, this, at the same time, JVT, I don't, I don't, I'm not running to lay four and a half four right away with the, with the Orlando Magic. And this is, um, yeah, yeah. This is. It would be lean that side to me, but I'm, yeah, I, can't, I just can't get there for a bet this or uh, right now. Yeah, this Rockets team, I'm very intrigued to see what they what they turn into through through the course of the season. Yes, it might be a little bumpy to start, but man, I, I'm scared. I'm I'm scared enough, and I got enough respect for Ime Udoka and company to uh to lay off this one here tonight. Man, I um, this is going to be one where. I'm going to have to heavily debate my third screen because I really want to watch Houston right, and Orlando. No, I am very, um, th- good point. From a viewing <laughs> standpoint, I'm very interested in watching this game. I think that, yes. you know, me stumbling through talking about it probably tells you that much. Like this, this, uh, I'm a little surprised by by the line kind of getting as as high as it is. So yeah, I, I'm really intrigued to watch to watch this game today. I'm really really intrigued by both of these teams this year and what they could turn into because I don't think I don't think either one of them is going to be miserably terrible. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching this over uh, Celtics Knicks. I'm with you. <laughs> So um, this is the benefit of you know doing the show. I guess maybe a little bit later in the day, you uh, about this time you do get teams that go through their shootarounds, and so we will get an idea of maybe some guys uh, whether or not they're going to play. I bring that up because Cleveland Brooklyn uh, does have a big name yeah. at stake. Darius Garland is questionable to play. Chris Fader, uh, Fader who uh, covers the Cleveland Cavaliers, has. I uh, tweeted out about an hour ago that Garland did go through shoot around like normal. All signs point to him to being available tonight. So does look like Garland will be out there on the floor. We are starting to see twos across the board here in favor of Cleveland. Uh, this is the interesting part. And this is where I might get back on the horse, Kelly. You know, one of the angles that I brought up with you is, you know, Cavaliers overs, which is, I think, something that I think is going to be a legitimate thing, right? They, they want to shoot more threes. They want to play the pace. Uh, it, it's something that not only have they spoken to, uh, to it, but they've actually practiced it in preseason games. I'm not sure if maybe against Brooklyn, who last year was like an elite transition defense after the trade deadline when they got Mikael Bridges and others, is the guy as the team to do it against. But I mean, we're starting to see, I see a 219 and a half popping up at multiple spots. If this total continues to drop, because we are down now from the opener, uh, let me double check my notes here, of 221 and a half. So we're down two full points. If it starts to get any lower, like if you're going to give me like 218 and a half, which I don't think is going to be the case, but if you do, that's my buy price to go over here. Well, this is, I mean, no Jared Allen either, right? Like yes, he is. Do, do we have a timeline on him? It's, this isn't supposed to be anything lengthy with him, right? It, it shouldn't be lengthy, but it's not short, if that yeah, makes sense. Okay, like yeah, I think he yeah. can miss up to like three or four games, I think is yeah, what it sounds like. Okay, that's what, that's what I would have uh, yeah, guessed too if somebody asked me that. So yeah, I mean, no, you know, no Jared Allen, I think even points to that more in a matchup like this right so yep um yeah that is intriguing that, that yeah i'm with you i i was kind of interested in the Cavs side uh i i do think i don't know what to make of this nets team i really like the you know i really like the individual talents they have i don't know how well it's going to come together 
JVT, you know what I mean? As we go go d- down the season, I, mean, I don't really know if this is going to work. I love some of the individual yeah. pieces that they have. And again, I think when you're talking about teams heading into the year that kind of have that chemistry, a lot of that same core working together, Cleveland, Cleveland is one of them, but you take Garland and Allen out, you know, out of this, you're kind of talking about a different story. So, um, yeah, I, I, lean, I did circle this one kind of looking at the Cavs side initially, but it's a pass for me now. I think I think you make a good point on the total. Uh, I think I think that is probably short, if anything. I don't think I'll end up on a bet there, but that would be it's low enough that I'll look. I'll I'll probably be looking for that live. If for whatever reason these guys get off, uh, started shooting horrible from the field and from three and stuff like that, I might hop in on a live total. Yep. All right. Uh, last one before I hit the break. Um, and ju- you know what's the what's the cheesy cliche? Just when I think I'm out, they might be pulling me back in. <laughs> Market yep. came off at 10 and uh, got it down to nine in favor of the Miami Heat or at home against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this totals come down quite a bit too, from 221 and a half down to 218 and a half in multiple spots. But we're starting to see the trickle of hooks start to appear, Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, on nines. Uh, it's a couple of nine and a halfs out there. This is why you also want to shop around. I'm looking at the screen. One place is flashing an eight and a half uh, in far in some places. So hey, shop around to get some of these numbers up as uh, as always. Yep. But if we're going to get back to 10 or 10 and a half, I'm, I'll be in on Detroit. I just, I'm sorry. I just, this is a team in last year, 46, 59 and two against the spread, the Miami heat. They were an overvalued team. That's when they had Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. It, shockingly enough, Kelly, I don't know if the market, like, again, when you're walking like a 10 and this might be undervaluing Detroit, does the market realize that Josh Richardson's not playing or that Haywood Highsmith is not playing? Like this, these are guys that are supposed yeah. to help the Miami heat out. These are yeah. two rotation players that are out today. And yet we're looking at nine, a nine and a half start to appear. If we get back up to 10, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan tonight. I'll be adding them to the card. Yeah, I was heavy, heavy lean, both Pistons and Wizards, kind of when these first opened up and kind of angry I didn't take those big numbers then. The what the one, I've been going back and forth on this one, and I might, I might end up there with you. I do think, I'm not I'm not big of a, much of a motivational, right, handicapper. I do think there's something. Man, if you're on that Heat team, though, of hearing every all this stuff throughout the offseason and what your team could, I just I don't know what their mindset's going to be. You know what I mean? Is this team fractured a little bit from me because of what they expected or or hoped to get in a Damian Lillard or some other piece and kind of you know reshuffle what this team or is this team kind of rallying together and it's kind of back to the screw everybody they're all going to doubt us they're all going to hate on us you know yada 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 let's band together here i you know i i don't i don't really do much of that stuff i don't really try i don't try not to read into that stuff too much jvd but i'm wondering what's going on with uh with the mindsets in miami tonight i I think it's just going to be a stay away for me but i overall this is this is absolutely on the high side to me I, i think if this was a week from now or two weeks from now i'd be i'd be in on nine and a half with you Kelly, all I know is that uh, I'm motivated. I'm, once we're done, I'm going to go to the gym right now. Uh, I'll be motivated to run a mile in about seven and a half minutes. Guess what? I won't. So, you know, motivation, <laughs> motivation only carries you so far, my friend. I'll be motivated, though. I promise That's you That's a good I'll line. I like that. I like that. Is, uh, wait, is, right, is, wait, is that actually a thing you do at the gym, though? <laughs> like, do you what, try, run? Do you, no, do you try to get your one mile time down? Oh, yeah. Try to at least. Okay. All it's right. not, I don't. I don't go as consistently as I possibly can because I'm a busy man. But uh, oh yeah, that's always. Well, I'm impressed by that. Always there you go. Good for you, man. Hey man, gotta push yourself. You only can go further. You only go further if you can push yourself.
Uh, I was going to make a nerdy anime reference, but I think like five. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You know, go ahead. We're an NBA it. pod. I will get it. But yeah, go ahead. Say, we're an NBA pod, and I think there's a high contingent of NBA fans that like it. So, uh, yes, I try to push beyond plus ultra. Uh, okay. We're going to take our break here. Um, when we come back, wrap up the card. I got a couple more bets on this card. Uh, we're going to hear from Zach Cohen, too. We got his list of plays as well. And I know Kelly's got more in pocket. It's hard with handicappers. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, back here, Hardwood Handicappers. Let's continue to roll through the schedule. Kelly, uh, we've got Minnesota, Toronto, current number. Toronto is a one-point favorite. Uh, Florida with disaster here early. So I'm looking at one place. I like have I like this live. Like I like having screens. Like this is my new thing now lately. Is trying to get like you know a good screen going right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm watching one mar- one place right now. Just completely fin- like mess with their odds and are freaking out and moving stuff around. So uh, clearly something going on here. But I say I flirted with disaster. So I bet this game for Minnesota and Toronto under two twenty two and a half. The current number across the board is two twenty two with a smattering of two twenty one and a half. However, I say I flirted because. So I, I bet under 222 and a half, right, Kelly? Then I go on Mitch and Paul's show this morning. And as I'm going on, I watch just one book light up. And it's Caesars that goes like all the way up from 220. They, they put their number up at 223 and a half, move it to 224 and a half. Then by the end of the hit, it's at 225. And I'm like, am I missing something? And like, they're the only <laughs> book that's moving this high. Uh, and sure enough, they've kind of evened out here. So the, the consensus number right now, 222. Uh, yes, closing line value by a hook. But I did bet this thing under. I think when you look at both of these teams, the one thing I know, the way I put it for Minnesota, is that they are going to be a good defensive team. When you have Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns with Towns as a help blocker or a help side defender, when you have Mike Conley at the point of attack, Anthony Edwards, we know they're going to be good. And with Towns and Gobert on the floor together last year, a defensive rating of 106.6, it was awesome. 
The problem is they had an offensive rating of 107.5. So like they have issues on offense, despite being an elite defensive team, Toronto, same deal. You look at them in the preseason, they struggled in half court scenarios. Their offensive rating was second best in the preseason. But if you look at it from the lens of a regular season team, it would have ranked, I think, uh, what did they write this down? Would have ranked 17th, I think, or something like that. Uh, They were 18th in half court offensive efficiency in the preseason. I don't think these two teams are very good offensively. And I think you're getting some pretty high upside defensive play here. That's going to push this game under. So I went under 222 and a half. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the only place I'd look as well. I guess slight. No, no, honestly, the side, I think this, I think this line is set perfect. I'm not even going to say I lean one way or the other. Uh, It would be under or pass for me. I like your bet. I'm going to stay away though. Nothing. That's it. This does seem like a boring game on the surface. I, I'll attest to that. This is probably one of the worst games to watch. Today, uh, you, oh, yeah. Boy. I have so little interest in watching this game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is the wake me up when Toronto sells off all their pieces, right? <laughs> okay. Well, that, I mean, that's part of the reason, too. I mean, we want to watch it. We want to root for unders. That's what we want. Here. That's right. That's uh, right. Because or, me, we, we don't want Toronto Raptors success. All right. Next up, Oklahoma City and Chicago. So this is one where I, I guess it's good to have like some sort of parameters, right? Like I'm waiting for this. And if I don't get it, then I'm not going to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I should, I shouldn't have had those parameters because my thought was like, I want, I want a little bit of a meteor plus price on the bulls money line. Right. I wrote about this morning, uh, Zach and I both talked about it yesterday, I think. And I think you echoed those sentiments where, you know, I think the market's just a little too high on OKC. Yeah. And yeah. when you're looking at like one, one and a half on the road, I, I thought that was a little too much. And so sure enough, they're at the morning. I went from one, one and a half and, and flipped pretty quickly. Bulls are now a two and a half point favorite with a total of 225 and a half. I know Zach got in at Bulls plus one and a half here. So I suffice it to say, I think the market got this right. If there's an in-game opportunity on Chicago, maybe I'll go there. But uh, I was sitting on my hands waiting for something better and I didn't get it. Yeah, this is one. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said. What this is, this one and that Wizards Pacers line, the biggest movers of the day so far, right? Um, this one yeah. jumped jump the fence back over to Bulls favored. Yeah, two, two and a half out there, like you said. Um, yeah, this is one I'm with. I think this line's probably about right right now. Could have some interest live. Um, how do you feel about this total? 225 and uh, a half. It seems high. It's yeah. if you were to, at first glance, it would be yeah. high. I think it opened up. I have an opener of, let me double check here. Let me go with my notes. That was kind of my only 228 was the opener. Yeah. So, so the market has down. pushed this okay. down. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I agree, though. Like, because especially one of the things for Chicago that I don't, I don't know if a lot of people remember, this was the fifth best defensive team in the right. NBA last yeah. year. Yep. You have you have Vucevic, who is a very good defensive center, who's going to be able to, and, and I say that, a defensive rebounding center. Mm-hmm. He ranked in the 95th yeah. percentile of centers in defensive rebounding. I also thought, and I put this kind of in the notes as something to kind of watch, too. I think you kind of negate Chet Holmgren a bit because you're not going to go at the rim as much, right? Like you're not a rim team. You're a, you're a mid range shooting team. So I think that kind of negates what Holmgren's strength is in terms of contesting shots within four feet. So I, I'm very interested to see what this matchup is going to look like. So I, I think the market is getting this right and going towards Chicago in the under. Oh, you're talking rim team as far as Chicago is what you're talking. Yeah. Like what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. Holmgren is a good rim protector, but I think he gets negated because yeah. Chicago is not going to go at the rim as often because they are a mid range team. Right. Right. No, no, no. I think that, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to see that as much, but there might be, there might be some props you could look into 
uh, there as well. I'm not also not one, one of those things. But player props, I will bet you're not going to hear me bet uh, talk about them too much early in the season. I'll probably I, I stick to sides and totals a little bit more, especially as you're seeing. I think last night was a good example of uh, us just talking about the Lakers and how they spread out minutes. Um, you know, I, I think you need to. For me personally, before I get really heavy into player props, I really want to get a feel for, for more for how some of these uh, rotations and teams are really going to to look. But, yeah, that one, I'm excited to watch that game tonight. Um, could have interest uh, getting in live. Probably would only be on Chicago side. But now that it's swung back over to them being the favorites, you're not going to get the pricing that you'd like even live, ideally. So probably going to end up being a complete pass for me. All right, I'll let you cook here. New Orleans on the road against Memphis. We share a similar play. So uh, what do you got right now? Market is at pick with a total of 224.5. Yeah, just a reminder, I mean, we had a we had a big chunk of uh, the beginning of this se- beginning of last season where Zion Williamson was in this lineup with a bunch of these same players uh, that the Pelicans will be rolling out tonight, and they were a top six offensive and defense in the NBA during that time. So, yeah, I'm going back to that. Maybe it's, maybe it's reaching too far back. Uh, you you know, want the actual numbers? Yeah, yeah. If you got them in front of you, yeah. I just I remember yeah. that just for uh, by memory from you doing it so much over the past couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum on the floor last year, it was only ten games, but when they were playing together, a net rating of nineteen point five points. Yeah, so it was uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, in that that specifically, obviously, a small sample size with those those three on the court. It's it's not huge, but this is. I mean, I, I still think it's a Pelicans team that's going to be rejuvenated again with Zion in the lineup. You're going to be, be looking better than what you looked like, uh, you know, towards the end of last year, and you're going up against. I mean, what, the team probably dealing with the most dysfunction heading into the season or one of the teams up there? Uh, Ja being out, obviously that's not anything new, but you got Steven Ad- the Steven Adams injury. And, man, you know, JVT, like that, that, that's a big part of this handicap to me. I think the front courts, this completely shifts and changes of how you look at this matchup with, with Steven Adams being out. Um, and the front court pieces that the Pelicans have, uh, it's a lot that they're going to be throwing at Jaron Jackson Jr. and and the Memphis Grizzlies there. So I I like Pelican Pelicans at a pick them. I thought was 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 definitely short. Thought they should be a couple points favored on the road. Uh, go Owen into Memphis tonight. So yeah, played them at a pick them price uh, minus one ten on the money line for me. Yeah. Uh, so he were the same thing. Five cents of difference. I, I got Pelicans minus one oh five on the money line. But same thing here. All the everything you mentioned. And I think to your point too, you mentioned two of the key things for me. I don't know if the market realizes like this is not the same team for John Morant that went 20 and five right Right. without him two years ago. This they went 11 and 10 without him last season and they were in much better health condition then than they were now. Um, You mentioned Stephen Adams and no, of course, um, uh, John Morant. And we know Brandon Clark is not going to play. Mm-hmm. By the way, very quietly, you know who else isn't going to play today? Santi Aldama. Yeah. So like right, they're yeah. they're they're pretty thin today. And I, I just I think we're looking at a team essentially built around Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain. And as as much as I love right. Desmond Bain, <laughs> yes, me like too. this is I, I don't think this is a team that could really go up with New Orleans, especially given the advantage that they have down low. So it would agree with everything there. Uh, and it seems the market somewhat agrees as well. It opened up one and a half with a total of 226 and a half. And we are down to essentially pick across the board with uh, 224 and a half and a smattering of like ones, but like ones juiced to like the dog side or whatever. So, you know, you'll be able to find the price you want here in a pick game. Yeah, so it's, it, it's definitely 
definitely one of those games that I'm trying to uh, restrain myself on a little bit because I, I I really like it tonight. <laughs> to be honest, right. uh, it is it is my favorite it's my favorite bet on the board tonight. Um, so it is it's what I'm restraining myself a little bit pregame because I I think I'll def- if they fall behind I'll probably be uh, jumping in in game as well on the Pelicans. But yeah, I, that that is one. I, I thought this spread was a couple points off here tonight, and you know I, I guess throughout the court you, you know we still got. Uh, multiple hours here before tip time. It, maybe this does drift more to the New Orleans side. But I, yeah, I thought they would be a couple points favorite on the road here in this matchup. All right, with that, um, I will I will do what you do, and on uh, a couple of these games, Sacramento, Utah. Sorry, I got nothing. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> one and a half in favor of Sacramento. Total of two thirty four and a half. Uh, it is two teams that I believe are very big regression candidates. So you can miss me on this. I've yeah. got absolutely nothing to look for here. No edge, no anything. Uh, I'll be interested to see what the result is. But uh, for me, it's shockingly enough with a one point spread and a total of two thirty four and a half. But one of the least interesting games on the board. What was the what was the what was the trend you had on the uh, the, the Kings on the road last year? Was it, it was their defense? Oh, I'll pull, right I'll pull it up right now. Was yeah, their defense. They were top ten defense on. Um, on the road last season yeah, and unders were like 29, 16 and two or something. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that we're sitting here saying there's any, you know, any good reason for that. That's anything you could, you should follow, but it, it is just, it's jumping out to me. I feel like this total is a little high for game one of the season. I know that we've got a lot of the same, a lot of the same, you know, kind of stud players on these teams coming back. Jazz add John Collins uh, as well. For, I guess offensively he could help contribute there. I think you could look a lot of, a lot of good offensive pieces, but game one of the season maybe you know maybe you see some struggling shooting like we saw out of, saw out of the Lakers and Spurts last night they were just all over the place um to, this would be a underpass situation at 234 234 and a half with the totals there I think if I had to lean, lean anywhere that's where I'm leaning to this game side no freaking clue I'm right there with you uh, 26 and 18 straight up 29 and 15 against the spread so 65.9 percent and 26 and 16 to the under that those are all Kings on the road last season. Oh, wow. So, okay. so they covered at a 65% clip uh, unders went, uh, they games went under at a 62% <laughs> clip. <laughs> so I don't know what that was. That is, that is not a trend. You should be following this season. Uh, I will, I will say that heading into the year, but it is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. That's yep. for sure. <laughs> All right, I know you got something here. Uh, market is starting to head in your direction, so I think you got in on this right. Looks like Luka Doncic is going to play tonight for the Dallas Mavericks, right, against San Antonio? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I made this bet a few days ago when I kind of just assumed he pl- he's playing, so I'm going to be very open and honest here. This was a dumb freaking bet that I made, I think, because I was uh, – I was making this really kind of. I do. I knew that that Luca was struggling with with his injury, but always kind of assuming uh, ever since that 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 preseason game that they played uh, overseas that he was going to be looking okay for opening night. And man, I, I you know I listened to some audio from him yesterday. I thought it was a, a little bit more concerning to me listening to him talk uh, yeah. talk about it and you know really talking like, hey, this is going to be a true game time decision, and you know they're not going to force anything early in the season with a guy like that you you really I you know from a coaching standpoint if I was in charge I don't think he'd be playing for two weeks then if there's really something actually going on with someone as important to a team as Luka Doncic is uh to this to this Mavericks team so I know the line is drifting that way where we're, we're seeing four and a half pretty much in the marketplace right now I got in at three and a half um Man, I would not. I'm, I would not be betting it until you see for sure that Luca's going. I think at five or less, though, 
if Luka goes, this is absolutely a bet on bet on uh, the Dallas Mavericks spot for me. I think there's some I think there's some quality pieces uh, on the San Antonio side, and obviously we get to see the debut of Victor Wembanyama tonight that I'm extremely excited about, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, but I, I think that this. I, I think when you're talking about shutting down Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving uh, in a game like this, they're just outclassed on that side. Real quick, anything Wembanyama related? I got a text from a buddy just now. Talk me out of betting Wembanyama double-double. It's a kind of suspicious line at plus 325. Are they counting on low minutes slash low rebounds? Uh, that is a bet I know Will Hill is on, exactly. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I know Will bet that. I think... I think that could be okay. I don't know about you. I don't. I guess me and you really haven't d- talked about it all that much. What to expect Wemby from Wemby this season? I'm just. I'm hesitant on the, on the how many minutes and how long of spurts is he going to play early in the season at least. You know, I, I, I think it's going to sure. take take some time before they really ramp him up. I think they're. I think with a guy like him, with his skill set, his age, his body and frame, there is absolutely no reason to rush this along. It is not like. If Wembenyama, you know, even if he's playing so much better a couple months from now, from wherever he starts, it's not like this team is making a deep run into the playoffs anyways. As great as I think Victor Wembenyama is going to be five years from now, I just that's not going to happen this year. So the approach, I think, if you're smart with San Antonio, is get this guy – uh, used to the NBA regular season and the in the toll it takes on your body, he's going to be going up against. Uh, I know they're playing him at the four, but still, you're going to be going up against bigs every night where he's going to get beat beat up against them. Um, the minutes being added, heading over to the NBA, they're going to be expected out. I think all of this is just going to take a little bit of time, so I'm not I, I'm not rushing to really bet anything pro Spurs or pro Wemby early on JVT. It's not It's not to say that something like that kind of bet, a double-double, couldn't easily get home tonight, or his blocks prop, or a bunch of the others that I've heard people bring up. I think they easily could. I just don't know, and I want to see how they use, use him first uh, before I really get involved with betting anything. Uh, you know, I like when people use the term, hey, you know, this is kind of fishy, as in like, no, I think your brain is telling you like now the odds should be longer here. Like like this right. something doesn't compute because you know what you're looking at. You just don't want to admit to yourself. So uh it'll be interesting to yeah, see it. But it, I know I think somebody it's tough. sent me over. Like it's tough, JVT, right? Everybody's excited. I get it. You want to see him. Like and, and he right. is like I do think he's gonna be amazing. I think he's gonna be an amazing NBA talent that one that we've rarely ever you know never seen before. It's just you gotta you, you gotta temper expectations like this. I just don't expect. I don't expect that he's gonna come out of the gate and play thirty seven minutes tonight. You know, and, t- and take twenty shots and, and you know and have seven block shots. It's just not something's gonna happen. It's funny you use the word uh, the number seven because uh, there is a popular uh, prop bet out there that I know the fake Mitch Moss account sent me. We were discussing via DM. <laughs> he sent it to will, me as well. <laughs> yeah, that's will, why, I think that's uh, yeah, why the number he... just popped in my head. <laughs> Yeah, will he have at any point this season a seven block game at three to one? And I was like, yeah, you should probably be getting longer odds there. I, yeah, I don't think that was. Yeah, yes. I don't think it's a twenty five percent chance that that happens. I think it's a little bit longer odds. Right, that, I completely just, agree. Yeah, you, if you see uh, that prop at ten to one or something, let me know. I might be sure. int- might be interested. Maybe. Our right, last one. It's the no, just real quick. I do think they're like he is gonna. He's still a rookie, right? He's going to get embarrassed at times on the court this year. That is going to happen. He, you're going to have NBA players that have been hearing about this kid for a year and a half, whatever now, and are sicker hearing about him and are going to specifically go after him. That stuff's going to occur. At the same time, do I think? 
you know, even a guy as good of a, as a Steph Curry is going to see him in the paint and be like, oh, I got this no problem. Let me launch this shot. And he closes out and blocks a shot that we're all just flabbergasted by. Yeah, I think all of that stuff is going to happen early in the season with Victor Wembanyama. Last game on the board, Portland Trailblazers, Los Angeles Clippers. Did you have anything here? Clippers, a nine-point favorite, total of 226. Uh, they're decently into the Blazers side for me. I do think there's going to take – it's not a, not, not a bet. Me – Probably not even something I'm going to look to get in live on, just because Come I'll, on. I'll Come on. just because I'll err on the side of this Blazers team needing some time to not necessarily gel, but more get I think scoot into into a regular you know rotation and get used to things. But man, I think the line's a little high. I think it's a little high, Jamie. I don't think your clip should be laying nine points. <laughs> I think they're going to crush Portland. Really? I, I actually yes. I so we I see an eight and a half right now. So I'm just going to sit back and wait. Uh, but I, I'm like 99.9% sure that by the time the 7.40 p.m. tip-off comes, the, the Los Angeles Clippers will be on my card. I like I, when okay. you look at when they're at full, I think that sometimes the market's view of Los Angeles is skewed by the, the rightful fear that this team could fall apart due to injury. Mm-hmm. They're at full strength. Kawhi Leonard's playing. And I'm sorry, but a team of youthful, you know, a bunch of youths going on the road <laughs> with a rookie point guard for the first time. Um, taking on guys like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and others, I think that they're going to come out here, and I think they're going to be able to clamp this team down on on offense. They've looked awesome on defense in the preseason, and uh, they, this will be, to be clear, I will bet the Clippers tonight. I'm just waiting to see what number I'm going to get. Stations is already popping like up at it. eight and a half, so if you're going to give me eight and a half, or you know, I'll lay nine, but I'll be in on the Clippers tonight. So, I think they're going to swipe the floor with them. It's also another just reminder of how how useful live betting can be if there's the. You know, you don't even need to wait long, right? You know, this this is right. if the Blazers get up to a 10-10-4 lead or something out of the gates, they easily that easily that nine becomes a you know a six and a half or whatever that you got to lay, and you know that could be the difference for you getting in. All right, with that, we are all done. This is part of the daily lineup, so make sure you check it out every single day, Monday through Friday. Hardwood Handicappers, we're going to put a bow on this thing, and we will be back tomorrow. Who's on tomorrow? You on tomorrow, or is it uh, me and Zach? You and Zach. All right, looking forward to it. Me and Zach tomorrow on Hardwood Handicappers. Oh, by the way, speaking of Zach, I uh, want to note before we get out of here, oh, yeah, too, he from bets. one Zach Cohen. Uh, yes, he did. Hold on. That's, uh, that's the I got him thing, in front John. of me. Wizards and go, Pacers over 234 and a half. So we discussed that. I like that as well. Uh, he is on the Nets taking a point and a half uh, against the Cavs. So, I, okay, I get that. I got me and him a little bit off of there. I didn't bet that. He did. Um, Bulls, then one and a half. I think we are all kind of lead that way. Um, and then it was Ben Simmons over six and a half of, uh, assists and Valanchunas over nine and a half rebounds. I actually really like that prop. Uh, I, again, I think Grizzlies are going to have uh, issues in the front court slowing down these guys on the New Orleans side. Yep. All right. With that, we are all done. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. 
You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.